three, four. Sometimes I think you talk just to make sounds. <laughs> Wait, is that a quote? Yeah, it's a quote. From what? Ryan to Seth. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. I, I heard that. And I was like, well, that's the fucking opener right there. Yeah. He nailed there it. There was a runner up. Yeah, what was um, the runner up? <laughs> oh, God. No. I like Seth Cohen. i wasn't talking to you if you tell anyone what you heard here i'll kill you i'll kill you how aggressive classic summer classic summer uh so i'm back on my 90s bullshit this week oh my god i (laughs) you know i i i was you know for the for, for those that care there aren't any yeah. There was a chance we weren't going to record tonight. Yeah, true. And I was so distraught. And then I got so excited when you were like, you know, it was it was going to be my fault. Joey accommodated me for like the third week in a row. And I was so distressed because I was looking forward to talking to you all day. Oh. And then it, it was it was in peril. And I was so focused on whether or not we would get to that I completely forgot that you were about to hit me with something. <laughs> I mean, I I, tr- I traditionally do hit you with something at the beginning of the episode. I'm ready for the uppercut. So I, I usually I let it come organically, but this week I was just lacking inspiration, so I had to look up uh, some a list of '90s one-hit wonders. Okay, that's always good. That's always you know, that's always a gold mine. You know, there's always yeah. something in that well. And uh, I I picked this one out. Closing, closing time. Fuck you. Every new beginning comes from some other beginnings. And well, that you. one. Why fuck, fuck me? You. Why? You love that song, don't you? <laughs> that's, I'm just, that's all I'm gonna hear for the next few days. <laughs> I'm gonna wake up with that in my head. I'm just fucked. <laughs> I'm so fucked. But you can't stay here. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, trash. I, I didn't realize that I hated that song until I was, I was like picking it out for tonight. But I'll tell you the reason I hate that song. I used to not hate that song. I used to, I used to be, amb, you know, ambivalent to that song. Ambivalent? Yep. To that song. But when, since I've been DJing, there's always some fucking bartender or something that's like, play closing time at the end of the night. And it's just like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> we'll we'll play closing time so they know they know we're closing. I'll also go fuck myself. Yeah, how about I just go fucking hang myself with this fucking aux cord. Aux cord. Yeah. This is my headphone cable. No, it's it's one of those coil cables, so I can't do that. <laughs> Play closing time. Play closing Said time. no one cool ever. Yeah. Oh, I've got a great idea. Oh, is it play closing time since it's almost 2 a.m.? Because that would be a great idea. Oh, well, I, just if, in case maybe you wanted to. I don't know. 
Yeah, fuck <laughs> that shit. That was the great semi-sonic. I think they had another hit, though. That was on the list of one-hit wonders. I think they had another song. I can't remember what it what, is. Um, you know, I get them mixed up with old Chumbawamba. With Chumbawamba? Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're kind of the same era stuff, but Chumbawamba was, was like a little more bombastic. <laughs> get knocked out. I get yeah, up again. you don't have to sing it. Everybody knows. Yeah. Drinking the night away. <laughs> what a dumb song. They were self-proclaimed anarchists. We're anarchists. Oh, yeah? We're anarchists, so we sing about the whiskey drink and the vodka drink. Shut up. Shut the fuck Shut up. Shut the fuck up, Chumbawamba. Give me a chat. Give, give me a chance. Just give me a shot. <laughs> so what's up? What's up? This is episode 146 of I Only Like Their Old Stuff, the podcast where we answer the question, what's the hype? I'm J-Ho, and with me is Groove. Hey-ho. Perfect intro. Perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> Only took me 12, 13, 14 to get back on that train. Um... So we got some housekeeping. Not a lot of housekeeping. I don't, I don't even know of, where to begin. Well, yeah, you do have some. You get. You had some. You you hit me with some stuff this week. I guess. No, no, like emails to both of us though. Mostly just people. Well, no, I'm being there. used as a fucking intermediary. Right to get me valuable information about what people think about me. <laughs> sure. Um. Yeah. So. Well, let's let's get started. We we had some another volley in the meme war. Was it is it Matt that made that meme? Yeah, Matt, Matt made, made a, a meme. meme. Um, sort of taking a dig at old uh, you know, runners up, tied runners up to uh, number one fan, number one haters, uh, Mikey and mm. Grizzles. I, yeah, I mean, look, out of nowhere, uh, it was from. Um... Wasn't the image taken from uh, Infinity War? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, the Scarlet Witch looking at Thanos, and she says, you took everything from me, and he says, I don't even know who you are. Yeah. (laughs) And Matt Photoshop, Mikey and Grizzle's face on the Scarlet Witch, and then (laughs) his own heavily mustachioed face on... On Thanos. Thanos, that's bold to compare yourself to Thanos out the gate. On a, it's, it's so bold. It's very bold. It's so, I'm sending you this image on its own so that you can put it on the show now. Yeah, yeah. Send it to me on its own so I can, I get it in there. And 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 and, and Grizzle's response was not using the preferred Madman template minus two points, audacity and mustache plus two points. <laughs> This conversation went on for a long time where it, it, in fact, it was about two days later where Grizzles just out of nowhere sent a gif of him saying, you know, watching Matt saddle up to the scorpion, (laughs) (laughs) proving that it does live rent free in his head a lot more than he'd like to admit. Right. He's thinking about it. He's been thinking, He's thinking about, about it. it yeah. <laughs> and then there was a debate about in the fable of the scorpion, like, is it the scorpion and the toad? Is it the scorpion and the turtle? Who's given the ride across the river? And, you know, there was some argument. It's scorpion and the frog, man. That's the, that's the preferred. That's yours? That's the preferred. So the frog's taking the ride on the scorpion? 
no, the, the scorpion rides on the frog and then he stings them halfway across the river and then they both drown. Well, that's, that's what, how I always understood it. Yeah. That's what Grizzles is saying that Matt is hitching his wagon to me, you know, as you know, he's the, he's the lowly frog. I think that's what I got out of that. And that well, I'm going to Josh him. says it's the frog riding the scorpion and the original Olmec, but sure. What? That's no, it's not. That's not where it came from it. anywhere. It was, it came from, uh, it came from Russia. It's a Russian fable. All right. Whatever. I mean, look, I don't care. Yeah. Well, the I'm, point I'm, is, Josh is suggesting that you're going to sting, sting Matt. Yeah. Which that's, I will. That's eventually. the only thing we know for sure. Yeah. Eventually I will. He, he, he thinks that like he's in my good graces now. He's been sucking up, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not directly. He sends it through you. He's too, too afraid to contact me directly. You know, (laughs) that's, that's a bridge too far. (laughs) uh, You know, and, and for the record, Grizzles did message me individually. Okay. And say that, uh, you can access the podcast if you had already been subscribed to it on Apple. Okay. But when you search for it on Apple, it doesn't come you up. Can't find it. Yeah. Well, interesting. I wonder if you can add the RSS feed in the Apple app reader thing. If you can, Man, like, how long? We, it's been it. it's been uh, eleven years. Yeah. Well, I, I still don't know. you still what? I still don't know what an RSS feed is. Uh, okay. Well, the RSS feed is like the it's like a web address for the the individual episodes. Okay. It's what's it what's what goes into Spotify and all the other things. It's what they pick it up like a radio signal almost. But you can okay. put that RSS feed into your podcast reader manually, usually by just copying it from it's it's on the ILLTOS website. If you put it in there, so it'll it'll add it to your subscriptions, you know. We're like uh Christian Slater and pump up the volume. <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly that's exactly what a RSS feed is. <laughs> it's like Christian Slater and bump up the volume. Oh my god! So uh, this conversation between Grizzles and myself in front of Mikey went on and on, and I was sending screenshots to Matt, and they were arguing. Yeah. At the end of the day, Mikey responded, "I'm sorry, I, I haven't been catching up all day." Is Matt? Zell's first name. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I uh speaking of Zell, no, they are not related. Speaking of Zell, I got some a uh, little update on Zell here. Well, not Yo, an and I've got something for Zell coming okay. up at the end of the episode. Oh good, okay. Um yeah. yeah, our our friend of the show, Pantheon, you know, super fan, uh Rev- the the good Reverend Zell. Um he he's in surgery today. He went. What? To, he had surgery today. I don't know what for. You know, respect his privacy and everything. But he did post it on Instagram, so I suppose it's public. But I just want to wish him from my LLTOS. I, I said on the post, I was like, "Man, from my LLTOS, hope you get better soon, man." But uh, you have to look and see what the update is on it. But hope he's all right. He's been a been a OG fan. It's like he's like fan number two, I think. He was. I think he was fan number two. I think it was Clave. And then Zell and then Miss. 
I think. I, I mean, they know. couldn't, they, they, you know, that was a long time ago. It was back before RSS feeds even existed. <laughs> there was an RSS feed back then, too. No, There's always been an RSS feed. I just, I used to, yeah, I just used to mail out cassette tapes back in the <laughs> old days of it. Uh, speaking of Clave, I think it was his birthday this week. So, what? happy birthday, Clave. All the super fans having these, you know, life events. He said, I'm 28. And I said, are you 28? Is it your birthday or are you just shouting out numbers again? Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't say I'm 28 today. He just said I'm 28. He, just, he likes to just exclaim his that age. Dude, that's fun. fucked up that Clave is 28. I know, man. He started watching. when he, I think he, he started listening when he was like in high school, wasn't he? He was in high school. We practically raised Clave. We did. And look how he turned out. And just, you know, Superstar. we take credit for the success. Superstar artists. Truly. Um, yes, shout out to those guys. I have a number one fan. I don't know if you had other things you wanted to bring up nope. before that. No, go right ahead. And you might, you don't know about this because this person has been messaging me, but, um, my, my friend Mark has been listening to like all of the available episodes. Oh God. Um, not, not the old, old, the stuff that's available okay. on Spotify, like the past 10 or whatever, you know? Yeah. So Mark is a, Mark is a fisherman. Um, He's really into fishing, and he's a uh, he's a friend of a friend of the show, Speed Diddy Spencer. Oh, what's I, up? I got Diddy? yeah, Speed Diddy. I got I I I collected Mark from Spencer. You know he he found the show through 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 our connection with Spencer, and uh, I want to say you know he's, on top of listening to all the episodes, which I'm always shocked when anybody wants to listen to more than one of these. Um, he's more, asked more than half of one. Yeah, true. He's uh, asked me a bunch of questions about, you know, what we were talking about and everything. And uh, also, he he thinks that Spencer and I sound exactly alike, which Spencer and I have gotten that the whole time we've known each other. Yep. We have the same kind of cadence of voice, I guess. I don't see it, but everybody else says it, so I guess it must be true. He thought that I was playing a joke on him and then that, that it was actually Spencer's podcast. <laughs> And then, so I said, I said, no, the, the truth is Spencer and I are the same person. <laughs> and then Spencer was like, yeah, we are. And I said, yeah, I knew you were going to say that. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> I know because I'm you. Um, the other thing I like about Mark is that he calls you my sidekick. Uh-huh. Like, he knows who sits behind the desk and he sits on the couch. <clears throat> He's he's always like your sidekick, your sidekick, your sidekick. Reminds me, your sidekick. <laughs> so number one, number one fan, Mark. There I said it. Fuck you, Mark. <laughs> uh, Closing time. <laughs> Every new beginning. Damn. Um, I mean, look, it's it burns me alive, but I'm not sure it's wrong. I mean, I, I don't ever refer to you as my sidekick. Not, well, not, I don't refer to you as my sidekick. Not well, that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, but if somebody's going to call you my sidekick, I don't, it's not like I correct them or anything. I'm not like, well, wait, look, wait, wait, this is, uh, this is an equal show. It, <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> <One>. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Look, the couch is more comfortable anyway. That's right. I'm gonna fucking lay out on this thing, and I'm gonna make all the good jokes. <laughs> I'm gonna go. punch everything up, and punch you have up. to carry the burden of, of uh, you know, 
interviewing the guest all by yourself. Yes. The many guests. guests Hey, real quick. Who's the best sidekick? Of what? That's where my question stops. Out of everything? Yeah, sure. Chewbacca. Fuck. Boom. You're right. I mean, I don't know. It could be some comic book sidekick, but I mean, Robin kind of sucks. Robin sucks. Robin sucks. You remember being, I don't know if you were into this, but I was really into the idea of Joseph Gordon-Levitt being Robin and like doing another Christopher Nolan movie. That was like a rumor for a while, wasn't it? It was. And he's supposed to be, wasn't he's wasn't he supposed to be the Riddler at some point too? I don't fucking know. I think he was not. It, it was his. He was his name was swirling around on that. Yeah, Robin never works on a on when they try to adapt. adapt you know why? That. I don't know why. Robin sucks. Robin sucks. That's the name of this episode. Robin sucks. <laughs> Robin sucks. I'm write it down. I'm gonna write it down so I don't forget it. Robin sucks. Not to be confused with Robin Wright Penn. No, she's Robin Wright now. Not Robin Wright. Oh, Penn. that's right. Excuse me. Sorry, yeah. Robin. She's not coming on the show now. Not anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, she doesn't like to be interviewed by guys like you. I mean, if, if it was me, maybe, you know. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll, I'll ask, let you, I'll I'll let you ask the questions. Here's the thing. Here's So here's a, a side benefit of us going into uh, the OC rewatching. Yeah. Is now I'm like playing around with HBO Max just to see what's out there. There's some good stuff on there, man. Dude, let me talk to you real quick. About and I'm, I'm I I think you're gonna agree with me or you're gonna be like oh I never really got into it the fucking Larry Sanders show uh I I'm not gonna shit on it I just never watched it but I've heard it's really funny I think that I I think you need to watch it yeah and I think when you watch it you need to take yourself back to when it was airing uh-huh. because some of it some of it is like you can see that it was the birth yeah. of this style yeah it is so good yeah yeah it is really so good and jeffrey tambor as the sidekick to uh larry sanders is he's so it's just it's a slaughterhouse man it's so good yeah it's so sharp see i put on i don't i don't laugh out loud you know when i'm watching tv by myself and i i saw it like two nights ago I was like, oh, my God, because I, you know, I, I only watched it once and I remember loving it so much. And then I, I could never find it. It was never streaming. It wasn't it was never it wasn't even on HBO on demand. Yeah. And I just put on a random episode. Like oh, it wasn't on, on demand. Really? It wasn't on demand. Know. No. Yeah. And um, or at least, you know, last time I was looking, which was like, a, you know, could have been yeah. years ago. And I was <clears throat> I was sitting in the chair laughing out loud by myself like a schmuck it was incredible <laughs> you're like ha, was, ha. <laughs> that's exactly what i was doing ha, 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 ha. Uh, uh, so you know i mean yeah i'm mean, just check that out I, I, it's not even on my what what i've been consuming like yeah, it just see, I, I, I i never really got into gary shanling's stand-up i never I, I i've watched some of his sets and just didn't think it was funny but i think it's a whole different thing with that show yeah, it's I not think he's a same. better writer than he is a comedian to me. So, and, I, and he wrote most of that show, I think. So, he's a deep dude. Yeah, he comes up. He's he's like a, a student of comedy. So, yeah. All right. Well, on. you want to get up in this? Yeah. What's the What's the hype? 
Um, all right, this is kind of lame. I got a hype and then a, I got two hypes. Okay. One hype, I'll just say like man, <clears throat> fall is here. Okay, yeah. And on did I tell you about this kid that I met right across from my, my barbell <clears throat> club? No. All right, get this. Was he in line at the Dunkin' Donuts? No, other side. Okay. So behind our building is a, it's just like massive mill building. Uh-huh. And like every other mill building these days, it's getting renovated into apartments. Uh-huh. And the guys that are renovating it are the same guys that own the building that we're in. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, there's, I mean, there's, there's barely any space between our building and their building. Yeah. Like you could just throw a rock and underhand lob a rock and hit the building. Yeah. And so people are walking by our building all the time. They're walking their dogs because phase one of the three phase project is complete. So there's like 50 units that have been sold yeah. or rented. And there's a guy and girl walking by. They've got these two little dogs, whatever. And, you know, I, I try to be neighborly to everybody and wave and smile and whatnot. And one that was Tuesday this last week, a guy walked up to the door after I you know, like I parked and walked in, I was just kind of hanging out by the door and, uh, he came up to me. He's a little bit anxious. He was like, Hey man, uh, is that your blue Subaru out there? I was like, yeah. He's like, I saw a sticker on the car. Is that PDGA sticker? Like you play disc golf? And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go on. You know, yeah. he's like, Oh, I just moved here, you know, and, and I'm, I'm looking to play. I haven't played in a while. And I said, where'd you move from? He said, Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, I was like this motherfucker, right? So I, you know, I fucking lay into him, like asking him all sorts of questions about Knoxville, who he knows, who he doesn't know. And it turns out we've got mutual friends. Yeah. And uh, so I get his number and I text him and, and he was like, there's this course, man, there's this course in Worcester, which is like an hour and 20 minutes away, hour and 15 minutes away. And by the ratings system on UDisc, like it's the number two disc golf course in the world, number one disc golf course in the country. Wow. And he started to say to me, Hey, I don't know how much you follow disc golf or like know about tournaments. And I said, Stop right there. I got a yearly membership. We can go to Maple Hill. And he fucking lost his mind, you know? <laughs> so, so on Saturday, I go pick him up from the gym, basically. And we drive on up to Maple Hill, met a buddy of ours up there, and we played a, you know, played a great round. The course is just gorgeous. Like the thing is, I I paid for an annual membership two weeks before COVID shut the the, the course down. Oh wow. And I hadn't been back since. You know, yeah. it's been open since June. And uh I had such a good time up there playing. I forgot. I mean, like, you know, in the in the fall, like I woke up on Saturday. I knew that all I was doing that day was going over to play disc golf. And I looked outside, you know how, when it's like fall and you look outside and you're still inside and you can, you can see that there's not a cloud in the sky, but you know that it's like 65 degrees outside. Yeah. You could just feel it. Yeah. That was how the whole day was. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. It didn't go over 70 degrees all day. That's, that's and we we're perfect. just out there, you know, perfect. play, get it. I love getting to know somebody, you know what I mean? So I had an hour and 15 minutes in the car, with this guy on the drive up. And then we play for two and a half hours, and then I've got another hour and a half on the way home. You know, it was great fun. You're like, and, uh, you're like, you're from Knoxville. How tall is the Sun Sphere? Right. Uh, <laughs> that was. I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it. That's good. That was kind of a kind of a sidekick joke, but like whatever. All right, that's a good joke. The sun Sphere is <laughs> famous. It's on the Simpsons. <laughs> um. 
And uh, and well, anyway, I got a bug for going back out there because I went up on Wednesday and played for five hours by oh my myself. God. You just took the day off that day, or you were just off? On Wednesday. Day? Wednesday is my day oh, off. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so I, you know, I went up there all by myself. I didn't even fucking tell anybody else. I was like, I'm just fucking going. Is it crowded and, on uh, the, on a Wednesday? What is it crowded on a Wednesday? Nah, man, I had the place to myself. Oh wow. I mean, there were people around, but like you have to right now, you have to do a tea time. You have to reserve a tea oh, time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I went up there with just one tea time, and then I finished my round, and I was having a good time. I was like, "Fuck it!" And I pulled up the website, and it was like, "Yeah, I can reserve a tea time right now. Nobody yeah. else is here." So it was cool. Like, I don't want to talk about disc golf all day. Like, whatever, it's my hobby. I love it. But that course is just lights out. It's incredible. If you want to know, so if if anybody's like interested or whatever, that if you can go to YouTube and search for Joe Mess Productions and the most recent tournament that they have coverage for is the MVP Open, and that's at this course. So one of the 10 majors every year is at this course. Oh, okay. And uh, and it's pretty cool to get to see it. You can see just how pretty it is. There's tons of water, and it's, you know, it's Massachusetts in the fall, so there's tons of deciduous trees that are just, like, popping off yeah, right now. Yeah, beautiful colors. Yeah. Uh, one and, of the – oh, go ahead. No, I was going to move to the next hype, no, so no, go the, ahead. Um, the, uh, there's a famous course in the, the the town adjacent to where I grew up in Augusta, Georgia. That's where they, they have the world championships there a lot, I think. Yeah, well, they have the United States championships in um, just south of Charlotte. Okay. Every year. Well, I, I know um, they've had they've had several championships in this Augusta course, but I've never played. Yeah, the World Championships before. moves around every year. Yeah, but I, I think they've hosted it more than once there. At, yeah, at straight up. Course, but I don't know. I, like I said, I've never played it. I've never even seen it. I don't know how good it is. Really. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just hear, hear about it. So people will be like, oh, I'm going to the national championships in Augusta. I'm like, oh, that's where I'm from. You think about the Masters? Huh? No, no. I, <laughs> I think about the Masters. I try not to think about the Masters. <laughs> Chauncey. Get me a get me a pistachio sandwich. Not pistachio. What's <laughs> Give me a pimento cheese sandwich. That's what the... <laughs> I'm down for a pistachio sandwich, though. A pistachio sandwich. <laughs> a pistachio sandwich. Chauncey, post haste. Me the pistachio sandwiches. Yeah, post haste. <laughs> um. So so on uh, Tuesday night, I, I you know on Tuesdays I work till like nine, but usually I don't leave until like ten after, fifteen after, whatever. You know, it's a long day. I get my car. And before I before I start driving, I just like open my my phone absentmindedly to like clean up any text messages or Instagram messages I may have received. Yeah. And I saw right then out of nowhere, Oatmeal Mitch is going live. Oh. So for those of you that listen to this podcast, Mitchell is one of the members of the Oatmeal Conspiracy on Instagram. He's Oatmeal Mitch. And the Oatmeal Conspiracy is the wonderful, delightful band that has done our bumpers. Yeah, they do. They do all our music. And so, of course, I immediately hit that circle. Yeah. And I got to listen to them jamming as I was driving home. Was it Oatmeal Conspiracy or was it Fat? It was the Oatmeal. Well, it was it was Mitchell playing, and there was other guys playing music with him. I don't know if he's been doing something with somebody else. 
There, he's got a fat mouth quartet <clears throat> is his other project. But I, I mean, I would know because I know I've met the guys from the Oakville Conspiracy, but I haven't met the fat mouth guys. I think it was just three dudes. Okay. So that would lead me to believe that it was Oakville Conspiracy. conspiracy yeah. And they were just, I mean, they were just playing music. There was no singing, you know, they were just fucking jamming in a room. And it wasn't like, it wasn't a half an hour or anything. It was just about 10, 12 minutes. Um, But like, you know, my phone was connected to the Bluetooth. So I just set the phone down and listened to the music as I was driving. You should have got on the chat and been like, hey, right, record us another intro. Well, I got on the chat and I said, what's up? Got to listen to the TOC on my drive home. (laughs) And and but but i'm you know i don't think mitchell listens to the podcast well he didn't he he came back to it for one episode and then he couldn't stand the way that your voice like made a noise at the end of your speaking or something it's because oh, i see how it is well it's because the the levels were so off for a while but well, don't don't I, tell I, him i was bigging him up okay yeah, <laughs> fuck that. Fuck that guy in his cafe. <laughs> it wasn't your fault. It was my fault. I did it badly. <laughs> that's some hype. That will conspiracy. Yeah, Check no, it out. It all their hype. stuff is cool. on. I do all their uh, album covers too, and um, they're everything's on Spotify. So check out the conspiracy. It's good stuff. Mitchell just got so, a uh, Mitchell just got a tattoo of one of my oatmeal conspiracy T-shirt designs or sticker designs I made. Oh, back really? in the day i made the um i used to do all their flyers when they were they're not doing they haven't they don't regularly do live shows much late especially lately but uh i would always do some kind of pop culture thing but include like a oatmeal spoon in some way like i did wolverine with oatmeal spoons coming out of his claws one time and yeah my most famous one is uh james bond with his like arm under his uh, hand or his arm with the gun up and instead yep. of the silencer it's got the got the spoon coming out of it and it's it's Sean Connery, um, so he he got that tattooed on him, on his body. Straight up, yeah. He did he did that. Uh, what's your hype? Uh, my hype is this uh, Japanese barbecue sauce that I've been buying. Okay, it's it's so good, and I use it on everything. I've I, it's one of those things I saw like a Facebook ad for, and I'm kind of a sucker for that stuff. But it takes a while to work on me, you know? So I'll be like, I see this ad uh-huh. for the Japanese barbecue sauce, and I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And the next time I see it, I'm like, well, I may have to see what this stuff is. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it's like 13 bucks. That's, I don't know. What if I don't like it? That's a little bit much to pay for some barbecue sauce. And then finally, I was like, oh, it's free shipping? All right, I'll buy a bottle of that. And it's this, like, cold-brewed, like, heady, organic, it's all organic ingredients uh and it's it's this one family makes it and it's named after the guy's grandmother it's bachan's which i guess i think bachan is uh grandma in japanese um but the stuff is so good i bought a bottle of it and then i use it on everything like i put it on everything if i make something and it all goes with it i just pour some on top of it put some on some pizza the other day it's just delicious um it's like really good on like chicken and pork and stuff it's sort of like uh are you, you you're a sushi eater, right? Yeah. It's sort of like the um that barbecue sauce that's on the the eel, if you get the eel sauce. Yeah. It's the the it's got but it's a little bit like butterier than that. It's a little sweet, but not too sweet. Um Okay. 
uh, yeah, that's my hype because I just well the hype is that I ran out. I'm almost out of the bottle. So the other day I was like, they have this gift set that's like three bottles, and you basically get a T-shirt for free. And they have this cool. Okay. It's got this cool octopus logo on it. And I was like talking to Jackie, and I was like, I really like that barbecue sauce. Should I get that gift box for myself? And she's like, Yeah, you just buy it. You're gonna use it all. And I was like, All right. So I bought it for myself, and it came in. And uh, just super stoked to get that because it is so good. So I can't re- recommend it enough. It's a uh, Batchans. You can you can Google it and find it, but they don't, I don't think they sell it in stores or anything. You have to buy it straight from them. Well, link link that on the show notes, but also text me that link. Yeah, I'll send you the link. Yeah, if if you like anything like that, you 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 probably dig it. You can cook I with always, it. I always get an eel when I'm getting sushi because I love that sauce. Well, you will. You will adore this because this is like a better version of that that sauce. So amazing, and it really goes good on anything. You can cook. I cook with it. Like I'll throw it in marinades sometimes. Um, it's like a little bit. It's thicker than like a soy sauce, you know. So it's almost like uh-huh. a glazy kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and you can just you can just toss it on after you. It's great on a steak after you grill a steak. Man, it's just good stuff. Let's go. Yeah. I'm in. All right. Well, I'll send you the link. But that's that's my hype. What's what's uh, not the hype? Yo, my my not the hype is not really that not hype because ultimately I don't really I don't really care. Yeah. I just got a text message from somebody that is the um the results from that competition I did just came out. Uh-huh. I got second place. Well, that's I mean, considering you had so many troubles. Yeah, sure. That's, that's I, what, what is now grinding my gears? I just looked at it. I got beat like by four kilos, Damn. and I have totaled the same total that this guy that beat me has totaled before. Yeah. So I'm literally, as we're talking, letting it sink in. Yeah. That, that I'm gonna I'm have a couple silver medals if I can come in my way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I, normally I, as a competitor, I'd be pissed about that too. But considering that you've been so sick and stuff, like did, being only yeah, that sure, far sure, off is sure, pretty, sure. Like, it's that's fine. It's fine. Look, here, at the end of the day, I gotta practice what I preach, right? Like, yeah. if I say it, what matters is doing your best, then <laughs> you know it was the best I could do on the day. Like, fuck it. <laughs> Give me a shot. <laughs> Give me a shot. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking loser. <laughs> Second place. Tisk tisk. Oh man. Yeah. Yo, I sent that text to to somebody else. Yeah. There's this other guy that's been dying to know where he landed. Yeah. Cause like this has been a long time to wait. Yeah. You know, for the results. And the guy that the guy that I texted was referencing the guy that beat me, he goes, Where the fuck did that guy come from? He didn't even total three hundred last year, which is interesting. I mean, look, you know, whatever. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna move on from that. I wanna hear about your not the hype. My not the hype is Jackie and I decided we're gonna get a, that new Xbox. <laughs> I love that you decided that you're going to get it and it's already not the hype. Yeah. So that would be some hype still out or potentially hype, right? Because Jack and I discussed it and like they got a payment plan for it. So we can't, we don't have to drop all the money up front. And it's like, if it's a payment plan that doesn't have any interest, right? So it's like, you just own it, right? 
you're just kind of paying the the fee on it every month. Yeah. And it's like, it winds up being like $10 more than if you just bought it straight out. So Jackie and I were talking about it and she's like, she really wants to play like some older games like Fable and stuff. And I know they're coming out with a new Fable game on there. So I assume they'll like do a re-release of the old Fables, you know? Yeah. Wasn't McKenzie into Fable? She was, yeah. Okay, I, I remember her being into Fable. Um, so Jackie is, I guess Jackie's played it before. She wants to play the original Fable. And I was like, well, if we get the Xbox, maybe they'll come out with a remastered edition and there's probably going to be other games you want. And, uh, so we were both like, okay, we'll get it, you know? And it wasn't like some kind of thing where like, I had to like ask her to get it. She was like, no, we should get one of those. That'd be cool. So I'm like all stoked on it. And X Microsoft comes out and says, well, we're not going to screw up the pre-release the pre-order sales like Sony did because Sony just like didn't tell anybody and released it and then it like crashed everything. So they mm-hmm. gave out, Microsoft gave out a specific time and they gave out specific links on their website to where it was going to be available. So I get up at 11 o'clock in the morning or whatever, or I'm on the computer by 11 to like get this thing and come to find out all the fucking links were wrong. They went to the wrong parts of the website, right? To, of these various websites. So I'm looking, I'm having to like look on all these websites, GameStop and blah, blah, blah. I get through on GameStop and it won't take my login information. And then finally it does. And like, I get it in my cart and I'm getting approved for the thing. And it, it keeps taking it out of my cart. And then finally, like 10 minutes, it's 10 minutes go by. All the sites are crashing and no, I, I never got a fucking Xbox. So <laughs> just piss me off, man. I, Cause I pre-ordered a 360, you know, I, I got one of them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it just makes me mad because now I'm sure it's all the bots, just like the sneakers, you know, like the sneaker bots. I'm sure. They yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking when bots. you were telling that story. I was like, yep, this happens to me all the time with shoes. It's just frustrating because I'm like, I want to buy this, you know, and it's not a limited edition thing. It's not like, you know, it's like you were going to make as many of these as is demand, but you screwed it up like Microsoft. Fuck Bill Gates. <laughs> Not really. He's coming up with that vaccine or whatever. So, fucking about, about this, but not. I'm sorry, Bill Gates. But uh, yeah, I'm pissed off about it because it's just I want that. I want that. So, uh, I should get. I'm that. sorry, Bill Gates. <laughs> no, no, not really. I mean, uh, I, I'm sorry, Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> it just pissed me off that they fucked it up so bad. But I should, I, considering what how 2020 is, I shouldn't. I should have just. I shouldn't have even tried. It's just like, please, I'm trying to give you my money. I would, yeah, yeah, literally, I'm, I'm just going to give you this money and whatever. But I mean, I'll get one eventually. I mean, who knows? They may have, they might wind up having enough by the time. I'm sure they said they're going to keep making them throughout, you know, the, it launches in November and they said they're going to be available. You know, they want them to be available for Christmas. So I'm just not going to get a pre order one, you know, so. What just doesn't matter. It's just that I'll have to wait until more come available. Just, just. I, I mean, you got me worried. Why? Because you want one? Yeah, of course I want one. Well, you didn't try to get that pre-order. You don't deserve one. <laughs> well, you, deserve you one. know, look, I just figured, you know, when it comes out, I'll oh. just drop my ass down to the fucking, you know, Best just Buy, GameStop, whatever, and get me. Stroll what? on down to my neighborhood Walgreens and pick one up. Huh. Just go down to CVS. Yeah. They allocated like seven to each physical GameStop. Seven. No way. Seven. Yes. Seven. Seven. 
uh, people were in line for like six hours and they got to the thing and they're like, yeah, we have seven. So the first wait, is it already out? No, no. I'm talking about pre-order allotments. Oh, okay. So people okay, waited okay. in line for the pre-order and like hundreds of people waited at some of these game stops and didn't find out till they like got to the door that there was only seven available. Good Lord. Yeah. It's just a fucking shit show. So, I mean, eventually I'll get one. I mean, I have so many other games I need to play on PS4 and stuff. So it's not that big of a deal, but it just, the principle of the thing pisses me off. <sighs> I want to play with you guys. I'm trying to get back in that. So, yeah, I mean, I can't wait for you to stroll on into that party and fuck everything up. Just ruin it all. <laughs> You're going to show up and Matt's going to know more about your life than the rest of those guys. <laughs> yes, and they're all going to be jealous. They're going to be jealous. Yeah, they're going yeah, to be jealous. They're going to lash out. Yeah, they probably will. Mm. I'll lash out more. <laughs> I know you will. Cobra strike them. What's uh what's your hype still out? You got any? Oh, I got another text message tonight. Okay. Buddy of mine whose opinion I respect. In fact, the buddy of mine whose opinion I adore. He said, Yo, I just saw a tenant. That shit was tight. Okay. So I asked him if he wanted to see it in the theater and he hasn't responded because this guy has not been fucking around with the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think so that, for, I mean, unless he got a bootleg copy, I think he had to go to the theater to see it. Well, I'm I'm kind of hyped <laughs> still out on whether or not I'm going to go in the theater, but like I'm, I'm his endorsement that, of man. it is very interesting. Well, that's good. I, I was excited about that movie, but then a lot of people that I respect said, meh, meh, but I'm still going to watch it. I'll probably like it. We'll see. Um. Yeah, I mean, am I gonna be? That's. I mean, a movie like that, I kind of want to see in the theater. Yeah, but I don't. How expensive would it be to buy out the theater? (laughs) It'd be expensive, man. If you could probably just make your own theater at home for that price. (laughs) For that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Straight up, straight up. Yeah. What's your hype still out? My hype still out is taking a page out of your book with your cold showers. Is that still going on? Oh. Oh, my man, let me tell you. Oh, God. I'm so good at it. Is it changing your life? I've My life has been, I'm, in fact, I'm surprised you couldn't hear it, my voice. Oh. Yeah, it sounded oh. like more testosterone in your voice. I got so much stuff. No, look, to be honest with you, I haven't <laughs> noticed any change in anything <laughs> other than the fact that I'm really good at taking cold showers now. The thing you notice and, is that your ass is cold. I kind of, I kind of look at, I, I kind of look forward to it now. I'm like, all right, let's fucking do this. Let's go, son. Let's get, give me a shot. Give me a shot. That's a Stockholm syndrome. But I don't do four minutes now. Okay. What I do is I go in and I, I get in and I get my whole body like, you know, I go through the initial shock of the coldness, and then once I get used to it, I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm used to it now. I'm out. Yeah. Okay. I think it's about two minutes. All right. So maybe I'm not. I'm not getting the full yeah, testosterone well, the release. I don't, I don't know if that's adequately doing it. Just, you gotta hit that four minute mark. You have to check the pseudoscience behind this to see if it backs <laughs> you up. Um, so it, it's sort of inspired by you. I have this buddy that has switched to a pescatarian diet, right? Okay. Which pescatarian sounds like some kind of religion, right? 
Sure. So I'm, pres- I'm Presbyterian. Uh, my, my mom was, was pescatarian. The, you know, she worshiped, we worship fish. Um, it's a mer- merfolk religion. Um, no, pescatarian is, is like you, the only meat that you eat is fish or seafood. Right. Um, right. And then everything else. Right. Um, so my buddy that is not wouldn't you would never expect that he would switch to a diet like this. He's just he's a he's like a steak and potatoes guy. He's done it for a little while and he said he's never felt better in his life. So for the month of October, Jackie and I are gonna gonna try it. We're not I I don't intend to like switch to being a pescatarian, but I don't mind cutting back on like other meat, you know. But we're gonna do it yeah. like, straight up for a month, like for like dedicate to it to just try it and uh you know i like fish so i mean i don't i'm not against it in principle yeah i just don't really i just don't really enjoy fish <laughs> well if you don't enjoy fish it's probably not the thing for you it's probably other options but that i always like i mean i i'm out here like grilling and, and permit my grilling all the time but i do feel guilty about eating like cows and stuff because cows are smart. I don't eat no smart animals, you know. Fish are dumb yeah. as fuck. <laughs> so you just so that's your ethical standard. I just you know gonna what? eat dumb animals. Yeah. So you're not gonna eat any calamari anymore. Well, octopus are smart. Squid aren't smart. Oh shit! I didn't even know there was a difference. Oh, uh, let's see. There you go. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> well, eat octopus because that them motherfuckers are smarter than me. What about a cuttlefish? I think them they're dumb as fuck. Dude, stupid they can blend looking, in though. This stupid looking little fucking cuttlefish. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind like ethically like I I mean I love eating a steak. I love it. But I it bothers me too. Being a person that, that likes animals, you know. But yeah, but I, I mean, just I can't I don't think I can do the vegetarian thing or the vegan thing. Like I definitely can't do the vegan thing. I I could probably do the vegetarian thing if not for how uh, it's just a pain in the ass, you know? Sure. Cause like it limits your options for when you're like traveling and shit like that. And like, you know, it's expensive. I don't know. You gotta, yeah. I mean, you but, really gotta be about that life, but I'm willing to try this pescatarian thing. And like, I was like, Jackie, I was Jackie, you, 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 she loves chicken. I'm like, give a chicken. She's like, I would eat shrimp for every meal my whole life. And so I was like, all right. No way. Yeah, I like shrimp. But I, she loves shrimp. Shrimp what? cocktails, shrimp gumbo. Yeah, I, was, I was waiting on it. <laughs> Fried shrimp, boiled shrimp. Shrimp scampi. Shrimp gumbo. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's been some weeks during this pandemic we've eaten shrimp like three times a week, so we're kind of on a pescatarian diet anyway. But yeah, that's the hype still out on that. We'll see how that goes. Um. Okay, I mean, so how many weeks are we from? We're like two weeks away. A week, week and a few days. A yeah. What, at what point do you think you're gonna have to start getting pretty creative with uh, the recipes? I don't know, man. Like Jackie's pretty. Jackie's like just finds these interesting recipes for stuff. So I, I, I'm, I have faith. You know. Now after we do it a month, maybe the next month we'll be repeating some stuff. But there's a lot of different kinds of fish, man. And I live in a town that's like 
you know, has seafood. So straight up. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to follow up with that. All right. Do that. I'll tell you this. I will have done a cold shower every day in September. Okay. I'm going to make it through October as long as you stick to being pescatarian. All right. I'll do it. I ain't going to eat the fish while I'm cold showering this. No. Well, you know, I mean, not a lot of cold fish. What? Ceviche? Yeah. Yeah. Sushi. What? Sushi, yeah, you can do sushi Colts, in the shower. Cold, yeah, get <laughs> some of that Japanese barbecue sauce. I know, just let it up. <laughs> what you been consuming? Um, so music wise, I just got one of my like favorite albums on vinyl. That I, it's like one of my, it's one of the ones that I've been wanting to get for a while, and I just haven't ever picked it up. It's a Jawbreakers, etc. album, which is all their like rarities and b-sides and stuff and it's got their most famous song on it called kiss the bottle um but it's it's like uh it that that song was never on anything except for like a 45 and uh i haven't listened to it yet but it just got here yesterday and it's like just sweet that i picked it up jawbreaker is like one of my favorite bands now like i used to listen to them back in the day a little bit but i never got into them and then in the past couple years i've super gotten into them and they're just like one of my favorite. I got to see them last year. They 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 famously said they'd never get back together, and then they got back together after like twenty years. And I got to meet the lead singer and the main songwriter, who's like one of my heroes, Blake Schwarzenbach. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to listen to that. Um, <clears throat> I will. Uh, yeah. So, um, Sydney of Sydney and Matt fame. Yeah was training at the gym today. Okay. And I don't know where she said, yo, I'm getting targeted advertisements for vinyl records on my Instagram now. <laughs> yeah. She's like, Matt listens to the podcast out loud, you yeah. know, like on yeah. speakers mm-hmm. in the house. That's She's true. like, I'm now I'm getting, I don't even have a record player. Yeah. We've talked about vinyl on this show a lot. So that, that that's how it works. That's, that's, that's it. And that's attention. all. They, people worried about this vaccine having tracking in it. Come on now. I'm glad that they can. They'll be able be able to target that advertising a little more accurate to me once I have that tracking chip. I've I've literally got a number registered with the government, and I pay taxes every year. Yeah, yeah. How's it going to get like, any more? What are we talking like, about? What else? Like, what are we talking get? about? What the fuck are they <laughs> tracking? Like, that's give like, me a break. That's, I said the other day, I was like, the the FBI guy reading my vaccine chip is going to be like, man, this guy cries in the shower a lot, like <laughs> like a whole lot. <laughs> Why is that shower so cold? Yeah. What's he know so that cold. I don't know? It's trying to get his testosterone up. Um, we also watched. We're 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 slowly waking our way chronologically through the, all the James Bond movies. I brought, that's mentioned that before, and we're up to like the seventies ones now with Roger Moore, who was the my the Bond that I grew up with. You know, seventies yeah. and eighties, just the one that I I didn't even know Roger uh, Sean Connery was Bond until I was like. A teenager you know uh-huh so but we, now we got to the point where now it's in this cycle and, it, and it's known this way that there's a good one and a shitty one and a good one and a shitty one they alternate right and we yeah. watched one of the shitty ones the other day it's just, it's moonraker it's where bond goes into outer space no and uh did you say no yeah yeah so 
they they <laughs> they were supposed to do a different one when they produced Moonraker, but they changed it because Star Wars had just come out, and they were like, the kids like space. So we're going to send Bond <laughs> into space. And the only reason, like, out of all of them, I would rank it next to last out of the ones we watched. The only reason it is not last is because it's so ridiculous and over the top that that has got to give it some credit, you know? Yeah. It is absolutely absurd. Like Jackie and I were just like cackling through the whole thing. It's just, just stupid. Great opening scene where he like the opener is he, he gets thrown out of an airplane without a, without a parachute. Okay. And he like the guy that the, the pilot guy that had the parachute jumped before him. And so he like the guy that was like trying to crash the plane to kill Bond. So he gets Bond gets thrown out without a parachute and he like skydives down to the other guy and takes his parachute off and puts it on. And then that guy just falls to his death, you know? It makes me think it makes me get excited for the next Fast and Furious movie. (laughs) Yeah, I guess those movies scratch the same itch. Um, I admittedly not super into those. I, I enjoy them when I watch them, but I haven't, I, I've probably seen half of them, but some people, yeah, I just love leaning into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, that's, that's what, you know, it's got that action movie thing and like James Bond movies. Now that we're watching, I'm truly realizing, I mean, everybody knows this, but I, I, I never was fully aware to me that it is really the same five tropes repeated over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, they keep doing the same. I mean, there's like a shark, a shark death in like half of them, uh, more than half probably. There's always some secret layer. You know, all this stuff got mocked in in Austin Powers movies. You know, right? But it's like I don't know. The good ones are very good though, except for this this the raging sexism, which sucks. But well, I'm I'm actually here and there watching bits and pieces of the Daniel Craig ones. Oh, okay, yeah. So I just finished Casino Royale yesterday. Oh, did you really? But it took me like two weeks to watch it. I think that's one of the best ones. I'm I'm wondering after we finish this whole watch if I'm gonna think that's the best one of all time. Yeah, I started watching um, Quantum of Solace tonight. I I have only seen Casino Royale out of the the Daniel Craig ones. The reason we're watching these is because we want to finish it up by the time the new one comes out, which I think it's pushed to next year now. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of making our way through it. The Somebody Daniel Craig. Talking- the what? Somebody was talking about, um, uh, what's his name? Great actor. We love him. He was, uh, he was Bane and uh, Tom man. Hardy. Tom Hardy being the next Bond. Yeah. They mentioned that. I, yeah. I, I I don't hate that except for Tom Hardy, which I discussed with I think Mitchell recently. Tom Hardy has has devolved into making this grumbly voice in everything he does now. No, don't do that. It's like on Jeff it's like Jeff Bridges level of like, you know, Jeff Bridges at some some point started like sucking his lip when he when he acts. <laughs> and uh yeah, Tom Hardy's kinda <laughs> kinda taking that 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 torch from him and is just like how dare you? How well, dare you? I'd love the man, but it, it is how true. Dare you? Have you I'm, seen, that cuts deeper than a sidekick. Have you seen Peaky Blinders? Yeah, I've seen have it. You all. Seen him on there, Alfie. I've seen everything he's, he's like, done. And then it's called acting. Cillian Murphy is like what? 
<laughs> yeah, it's acting. That's what, that's the thing. Is like you never had to do that before. Why is that? Why is that his new trick? Like it's a choice. It's, it's his, his acting choice. Thing. It's a choice. Yeah. Uh, so we watched that, and then uh, we've been trying to like we've been going through these. Uh, we finished the Jeopardy collection on Netflix, and they 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 periodically update those, but they haven't updated in a while. So we started watching this show called The Chase, which is a British quiz show that they brought to America. We finished all those episodes, and now we started watching this show called The Idiot Test. And okay, it, I I I think I saw one episode of it. Yeah, it was it's a game show network thing, but they just recently within the past few years put it on Netflix. I think. Yeah, so no, I'm, I've, I've seen it. I've and, seen it, and it's like I got to where like with these shows, I realized that like. It's kind of fun the shows where I hope the contestants lose because I hate them. Yeah, and, and in this one, I hate ninety nine percent of the contestants. But they basically, it's like a it, every every question is a trick question. It usually has to do with like picking some object out of a out of a picture or something. And it's like it'll be like, uh, what number is under the blah blah blah? And it's actually you have to pick the number that was under the word that they're talking about instead of like the thing or whatever. And people get, it's easy to get it wrong and you feel stupid. Right. But the host, the host of it, I would describe as a mix between myself and Lopo. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I, that's the only thing that really stood out of like the 15 minutes that I watched it. I was like, this fucking host doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) It's like, I'm, I'm telling you, it's like a mix of me and Lopo because like, and you can tell he's holding it back. Cause he's like, I can't get fired, but there's also this level of desperation where he's like, I got to host this fucking stupid show. And <laughs> the people are so stupid. And he's like, okay, you're the idiot tonight. <laughs> you're not the idiot every night, but you're the idiot tonight. <laughs> and he just, he just shreds these people. It's so good. It's That's pretty easy. Story. Like we watch it when we go to bed. That's what we like watching these quiz shows when we're like going to bed and falling asleep because it's, it's it doesn't require much, you know, of you. So yeah, yeah. It's, but it's, I've been enjoying that. So amazing. Yeah. What do you, you what do you been consuming? Uh, I just got three different music recs. Okay. Um, last week I talked about Kevin Morby. Yeah. And uh, he's got a new album coming out, and the first three singles of that album are on Spotify now. Yeah, and they're very good. Last, last well, on Wednesday when I was driving back from playing disc golf, I listened to those three tracks like six times in a row. Okay, yeah, they're really good. Um, I don't know if you're familiar. Now this is for Zell. Okay, this is your um, this is your Zell thing. This is my Zell thing. <clears throat> my boy Paul Cawthon, who's this like hell of a great voice country singer, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Zell's boy Orville Peck, yeah, did uh two covers that came out today, okay, together. And the covers, what's that? They're did the covers are together or they're they each, yeah, the they're they're uh, they're um they're duets, okay, and they are covers of um Righteous Brother songs. Oh, really? Yeah, so Unchained Melody and You've Lost That Love and Feeling, yeah, wow. And the thing about both of these musicians is they're very much known for their range and voice and uh-huh. just like full bodied sound. And those songs, fuck dude, they're so good. 
They're so good. And it was just out of like a lot of people these days. Like last week, Tyler Childers released an album yeah. with no, you know, his surprise release. And these guys released this today with no, no, you know, no heads up. I saw, I saw Fleet Foxes released a new album. Yeah, they did. I listened to that this morning. Yeah. It sounded like a Fleet Foxes Yeah, album. that's why I just am like, oh, well, more of that, I guess. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, and finally, there's one song, one more song. So this is like Kevin Morby has three songs. Paul Cawthon and Orville Peck have two songs. Okay. And then Kurt Vile, who I don't know if you're into him or not. I, he did a song with John Prine, oh. Rest in Peace. Uh, and it just came out. And Kurt Vile's got a new album coming out. And so this was a duet with John Prine. Oh, wow. And it is it's really good. And it's yeah. really kind of like touching to get to hear you know, John Prine singing again, even though he's gone. Yeah. Um, and that song's called lucky. And, uh, and so like, out of nowhere, I got a collection of five new songs, you know, over the past couple of days. Um, and, and, and closing time. No. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you can exactly. put that in the, just put that in that playlist. That's, that's the end <laughs> exactly. Of that I've been doing, um, I've been, you know, I've been trying to do these playlists in my own Spotify. Like I did a, like a, a huge playlist for spring because I was at home and I was, I basically just collected all the songs that I've been listening to for the past, like, you know, year. Yeah. And so that spring 2020 is massive. And then I tried to make a summer playlist and it didn't have that many songs in it. I think, um, it's, about an hour and 20 minute worth of music where spring was like, let me, let me look real quick because spring was fucking massive. Spring is uh, six hours. You know what I'm saying? So like one sixth of the size of that playlist was, was summer. And now I've started making a fall 2020 playlist, which is only half an hour right now, but it's, you know, it's like stuff that I don't really do playlists, you know, like I don't usually, I usually want to listen to an album. Yeah. I'm usually like that too. Or, or, uh, I might shuffle an artist or something a lot, you know, if I want to do that. I don't usually make my own playlist. Some, um, but. Well, uh, I recommend all six of those songs. I'll check them out. I will. Sure. I will. I'll check them out. <laughs> put, them on, put, put some of those tracks on the, uh, on the, 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 the playlist. I put, um, <clears throat> I put I did I did add some songs to the Iowa to us playlist. Yeah, I need I have some I want to add. I, I want to add the, uh, the Paint the Silence. I want to add that. Yeah, I put one of the Kevin Morby songs on there. I oh. put Paint the Silence. Oh, on did there. you? Okay. I, I was yeah, uh, exactly. all week I've been like, I gotta put Paint the Silence on there. Because we both were like hyping each other up about that song this week over text. Yeah, I went and listened to that the next day. It's great intro. Ding 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 ding. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna listen to that again tonight. Yeah, it's a good that's a good one. That's on that first OC collection CD uh, or well playlist now, but I had the CD songs from the OC. Hell yeah. I think that's one of the, 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 the centerpieces of that, that collection. Um, do this for me next time you shut the gym down, maybe play a uh, closing time. At the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Just see, just see how people react to it. Just see. It's, kind of, oh, it's a nice way. To, it's a nice way to tell people they got to go home, you know? Oh God. Well, you don't oh, have to go home. Fucking... You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. That's what it says. You, you, know? you just ruined my night. 
<laughs> you just ruined my so night. Glad. Oh God, I hope uh, I forget that. By the because here's the thing, it's gonna you know I close the gym on Monday and Tuesday nights. Like I close it during the day, but yeah. like it's not the same as it is at you know nine o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah. And I swear to you, I swear to you, fucking hell, on Monday night, and this is going to happen for months. I'm not going to want to play it, but I'm going to think about it, and that's going to be enough. That's going to be enough. Just do it. Just see how people react. Film it. it. I'll just start singing it. Yeah. Get a a big speaker and put it outside and blast the the Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) Oh man, are we ready for this? This is all right. We're we're going into the good part of the show. This is look. Uh, if you're not watching the OC, get the fuck out. <laughs> Welcome to the OC, bitch. This is uh, episode ten of the season one of the OC, and it is entitled "The Perfect Couple." And that that title, as these titles often do, have multiple meanings. Um, you know, some tongue in cheek throughout this episode. Uh, wow, a lot happened in this episode. Yeah. It's pretty intense. And I, Jackie and I both turned to each other at the end of the episode and was like, we both were like, you know, I, I pick up bits and pieces of like, oh, I remember this and that. We both were like, I don't remember any of this episode from when I watched it the first time. Um, Yeah, so the, the where to start? I don't know. Like, well, I'll. I, how about I start it go this time? It. You go. Go ahead. Give me the, your wrap up of it. I guess. Heavy wow. breathing to kick off the episode. Yeah. This episode starts with Marissa breathing heavily. That was it. <laughs> it was the strangest intro. Yeah. Like previously on. Words, 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 and then. <sighs> hey, let me interject something. HBO now. Or HBO, what is it called, Max? Max. They never had a skip intro until this one, this episode. And I was like, how dare you? No, I've had it on the episode. This is the first time I've noticed it. And I was like, I will not skip this intro. No, of course not. Definitely not. not. Of Um, course not. No, I want to watch the previously on. It's been a week. It's as if, (laughs) you know, it's 2003 again. So, yeah, it opens with heavy breathing, right? So Heavy breathing. And And then what we have... This is, this, I'm all of a sudden I'm stressed out because we're not going to have the meta arc if we're really going to let me drive this discussion. <laughs> this is just well, going to be moments and moments, and I, you can talk about the I ultimate. Mean, I can take it over if you want. No, I, I, I like this. Let's I'm do excited. It. Let's see it. Let's the sidekick uh, yeah. gets the fucking microphone. Let's do it. Let's do it. <clears throat> Kirsten walks in on the two of them. Now, on, on Marissa and Ryan making out. Yeah, she, look, everybody's watched the episode. Look, they Kirsten walks in, and my first thought was, Ryan, you didn't fucking learn your lesson the first time? <laughs> How about lock the door? There's got to be a lock on that door, right? Lock the gate! <laughs> yeah. He's already been walked in on before. Yeah. Yeah, he has. With Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. Caleb's just trying to... That girl's voice, but back in that episode, that raspy voice. Yeah. Something to be said for a raspy voice. Anyway, <laughs> she she walks in and, and and whatever the moment goes, whatever, whatever. And then Kirsten says in an apologetic tone, "It's never happened with Seth." <laughs> I love that they just shit on Seth all the time, like little <laughs> little shits on Seth, like whether he's there or not. They just, just <laughs> we transitioned to the uh, 
we transition to the kitchen and Kirsten and, Sa- and Sandy are talking about what, you know, you got to have the talk with Ryan, you know, they're talking about, oh, and he's like, well, you could have fooled me. I didn't know we weren't allowed to have sex in this house or whatever. And then they start to like talk about sex and they're talking about making plans for having sex. And I just thought to myself, I'm not sure I'm in on the Kirsten Sandy sex talk. Well, this whole episode is everybody talking about sex. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was just uncomfortable the whole time. It's episode 10, the, sex. The, yeah, the teenagers and the adults are all talking about sex the whole time. Everybody's Everybody. having sex. Yeah. Or, 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 want, or looking forward to having sex, yeah. Sure, right. I mean, yeah. Rachel's not having sex. No, definitely. She would like back to, to have sex, but yeah. Uh, Seth standing in the kitchen as everybody's dispersing, and he says, oh, "I guess I'm just here for the comic relief." That was my favorite line of the whole episode because it is. That's one of the moments where the show winks at the camera, you know, because he is the comic relief. You know, he's relied Absolutely. upon so much to to bring levity to certain situations and make people laugh, and it was such a great line delivery by uh, by Adam Brody. For me, there wasn't a lot else. Uh, you know, the, there was a little bit of yada yada. We're back at school and, and we've got this issue with Anna and Seth. And it's the first time Anna brings up like, yo, you all you do is talk about summer. Right. Yeah. And I and it's one of those moments where I, I wrote down, I said, yo, for real, Seth is kind of selfish, though. Yeah, he is. And Anna, Sa- Samuel Armstrong is, is, is doing some good acting in this episode. She's she's just great. Like, she's great as that character, you know? Yeah, she she nails it and she she stands up for herself. Not enough, but she does enough to make I mean, and it makes Seth go, whoa, wait a minute. Maybe I am being an asshole. Yeah, he gives him pause and then he goes back, you know, he goes back to Ryan, you know, and and, you know, talks about how Anna said, all you do is talk about summer. And and then he starts talking about summer again. And then uh, then Ryan's like, yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I dig how Julie's making this comeback to her and how she's manipulating all the little strings that she needs to manipulate. We know something's up her sleeve, but we don't know what it is. She's being way too nice to everybody. And when she sits down with Marissa, she's at Jimmy's apartment. Yeah. Marissa comes home after school. Hey, Dad. Oh, no. Julie's there. <gasps> right? Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy says, look, no one has fewer nice things to say about your mother than me. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great Which, line to see Jackie cackle at that one. It's a perfect line, but uh, you know, there's a there is a grammatical mistake, which I'm surprised is there because there's not a lot of spoken English grammatical mistakes in in text based performances, uh, right? Because the script was written first, and the right. script was probably written by somebody that has full capability right. when it comes to grammar. But a subject pronoun needs to follow than or as. So when he says. No one has nice, uh, fewer nice things to say about your mother than he's supposed to say I. Right, instead of me. Rather than me. Yeah, but I think that, that uh, uh, a normal, it would be fairly normal for someone to speak that way, though. Well, it's I mean. not grammatically it, correct, it is like. It sounds more normal if you say I do, yeah, right? Yeah. No, no one has fewer, fewer nice things to say about your mother than I do. You have to. You're allowed to say just I. Yeah, but anyway, whatever. Yeah. I I clocked it. Yeah, I clocked it. Look, I'm just saying. There you go. Your your checks in the mail. How about how about Kirsten's wisdom to Sandy as she's laying in her cabana chair, saying, "Some people who don't like their life make work their life." <laughs> True. Yeah. Fucking yeah. hit you with the bomb right bomb, there. Bomb. Boom. <laughs> um, I did dig how 
after Ryan had been walked in on by Kirsten, he then walks in on, on Kirsten and Sandy two times in the episode. <laughs> and he's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, they're just making out, but it is uncomfortable as a teenager to see your parents, you know, even your even your foster parents making out. I think. Yes. Yeah. I um. And then, and then, and then this is the second time he walks in on him. He's like walking through the backyard back to his little pool house where he doesn't have a locked door. <laughs> yeah. And he just waves at him. And then Kirsten says, did you have the talk? And Sandy says, I like to lead by example. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I really, th- this was a funny moment for me or like an interesting moment. Like we are, you know, positioned to see Sandy as kind of like the moral compass of the show, yeah. right? The man with integrity, the good father, the good husband, the good friend, yeah. right? Great worker. Uh-huh. And and we're in that mediation meeting, right? The settlement meeting with Caleb and Kirsten, their lawyer, and Rachel and, and Sandy. Also, shout out, uh, I guess it was Matt calling me out saying I, I kept calling Rachel Holly. Yeah, uh, Jackie noticed that too. Yeah, all right, Jackie. Fine. Yeah, number yeah. one hater. No one hater. Yeah. Um, and angry Sandy goes all hard legger on Caleb. He says, "Don't take my silence for whatever. I'm taking you down." Yeah. And I got riled up. Yeah. I didn't. And I was re- I was ready to go to go to the mattresses with Sandy. Yeah. But then this motherfucker comes home, and all miscommunicates all over Kirsten. Takes his talks out the side of his neck at her. Yeah. And it was the same kind of Sandy, and I was not there for that Sandy. Yeah, no. I, I'm i really struggling with this whole storyline of Sandy, Sue's Kirsten, and Caleb. Because yeah. it doesn't ring true to me. I do not think that it would... Number one, I do not think it could work out like this. I do not think anyone would agree to this, as far as from a legal standpoint. And then it just is kind of making Sandy be out of character, and they're all just... It's just... It just doesn't work for me that well, you know. I sure, get, I, I get mean, what they're I doing, and the, the only saving grace it has is that Caleb is a motherfucker. So you know, like, yeah. if Caleb wasn't involved in it, it wouldn't work at all. But Caleb's one of the villains, and this pits Sandy, the good, the good, the good guy against you know the bad guy. But yeah. Kirsten's stuck in the middle of it. Yeah, and 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 and, and it did seem like we had some equilibrium with. Sandy and Kirsten to kick off the show. Like, okay, they're okay. They're back to making jokes with each other. They're a team. Yeah. And then this drives a wedge this, all over then, again. But and then Caleb just poisoning. It always say it was like, you're going to poison this. You poison that. You'll even poison your own daughter's marriage. Yeah. Cause Caleb brings up the fact that, that Kirsten has, has complained that Sandy's spending so much time with, with what's her name. Yeah. And 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 that poor Kirsten's just stuck in the middle of the two of them because she has been confiding in her father because she hasn't had Sandy to confide in, and then then Caleb does that, turns around and uses that against her, which is his way, but it's it's shitty, you know. Um, yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, I have just in all caps, and this must have been. This was when Kirsten comes into the office. And sees Julie there. I yeah. said, Julie is so good. Julie is full on. Like I've brought it up before. She, she's the wicked stepmother, even though she's the mother, she, she plays the wicked stepmother from the fairy tale, you know? 
Like yeah. that is her role in the show. And it is, it's, it's spectacular. Like she's great in it, you know? And yeah. She's just, she really is. And, and what I love so much is like, obviously, oh, and the next thing I have in all caps, Caleb and Julie so soon, I knew it was coming, but I thought it was going to take longer. I thought it was toward the end of the season or next season. I didn't realize that they hook up this soon, but yeah, this soon dog. It, it, it And I thought about it today. I was like, it kind of flips that, you know, I'm using the fairy tale comparison, but it kind of flips that wicked stepmother because it's like, well, Caleb's the wicked stepfather coming into this, you know? Yeah. So it's like it's like the wicked stepmother and the wicked stepfather together. <laughs> and it's like the perfect. That's why the perfect couple. They are the perfect couple. Yeah. They're so right. Awful, because you know? yeah, yeah, totally. You're to- <laughs> but I mean, we have a lot of different versions of the perfect couple, right? right? We have yeah. finally Marissa and Ryan get to like start off by heavy breathing. Yeah, and right? and and oh, Seth or Sandy and 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 Kirsten are getting along for the most part. Okay, maybe uh-huh. they're the perfect couple. Yeah. And we have this whole situation where like maybe there's a burgeoning relationship with Anna and 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 Seth, and yep. he and brings her as his date. Couple. Maybe not. But, but then yeah. at the same time, oh, you know, Summer finds out. Oh my God, I like Seth Cohen. <laughs> she says that. Yeah. There's a oh lot of God, coupling up. I forgot. Back to my notes. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I say Ryan is in yet another impossible situation. True. He finds this poor kid. He does. All all he was doing was taking out the trash. Yeah, he 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 catches Caleb and 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 uh, Julie, and and this is after we've set up that we Julie's tried to make us make it look like she's trying to get back with Jimmy. Yeah, which I didn't understand that point part of her plan, but I guess that was to try to get Marissa back on board. But like, what was the payoff? Where that was going to end? That the truth was going to come out on that eventually, right? So, like, she was going to be pissed off. I don't know. That that didn't make too much sense to me. But I think maybe she's just trying to look like she has her shit together in front of Caleb. I guess so. But like, bringing Jimmy into that mix is just just seemed kind of weird to me. But. Like okay. nobody has fewer nice things to <laughs> say about your than I. Yeah, <laughs> we did get another Magic: The Gathering reference. This two. is where all the magic happens. If you're referring to the card game, two, two, it brings it up again. He's like, I do play a lot of Magic, and <laughs> the the funny thing is, I was thinking about this today. Back then, what this was 2003. Yeah, so Magic started in 1993, so it was 10 years old, but it was not very a big deal back then. Like it is kind of gone mainstream now. Like it's, it's, it's probably a hundred times bigger now than it was in 2003 as far as like popularity and people playing it. So it's kind of a niche. Somebody obviously Ryan, uh, Ryan Schwartz or whatever his name is. Josh Schwartz obviously was a magic player or some, one of the writers or something, you know? Yeah. To reference that as a nerd thing. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Ninja T. Cause he, we, we asked for an update. He is, he is watching and he, he did t- text me and Grave and was like, Joey, there's a bunch of magic. The gathering references in this episode. <laughs> Stepping all over my yeah, shit. Yeah. Uh, how about Rachel with that pad tie stretch? <laughs> yeah. 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 Really putting it out there. Uh-huh. Um, Caitlin doesn't trust new people, but then again, not we've only seen Caitlin uh, once. Yeah. What? Yeah, Caitlin. Yeah, she she's evil. She so doesn't trust new people uh, yeah. that she's never there. Yeah, she just sits in a room. Yeah, where 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 is she living? Just I don't know. 
Who knows? She's living with mom? She's in the pool house at Julie's house. China's got alopecia. <laughs> China, China's gone now. They had to get rid of her. She was, she was right. heartbroken. That's right. I thought yeah. Chip, Summer's date, was incredible. What? Did you catch her when she's like, go back to shrooming? Yeah. So he's he's high on shrooms during this whole thing, and he's just going, oh, wow, this guy. Goes, the ocean, the ocean so is big. so vast. Yeah. He said, wow, it's totally dark and totally visual. <laughs> Great. It's so good. What was the audition like for that for that role? Uh, who knows? I wonder if he's in the show and he like again, you know, because I mean, no, no, but not as a character. But we, I have seen the same extras in multiple scenes. Oh, that that's going to be a fun Easter egg hunt. Yeah, for me. I, I wonder Where's if he'll show up again because the 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 water polo team guys are the same guys in a lot of the episodes. I think. Oh, I'm going to bring this up last week. This show is like super noticeable in its extras act like they're speaking in the background, but you can tell they're not speaking. Oh yeah. It is like extra. If you, if you notice it, try not, try not to think about too much. Cause it might ruin it for you. But like, I'm always like those people are close enough. We would hear what they're saying. They're just like moving their mouth, you know? That's yeah. amazing. See, See I'm so locked in on like, the on these, I'm just yeah. like, it's like it's the best little morsels just watching the show yeah. that I've not I've not been staring with a soft gaze at all. Yeah, I especially when because anytime there's extras, usually we're at the harbor school. Yeah, and I'm right. just yeah. in on on these kids at the harbor school. Well, I fucking pay, love it. Can't pay, get it. Pay attention to those extras. They did good work. They got you know they they deserve credit to. You, so. All right, I'm gonna hit you with I'm gonna hit you with it. Okay. What is Seth Cohen doing with Tinkerbell? She's from <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> What a what a summer quote! That is a very summer quote. And She's then, from Pittsburgh. And Marissa finally hitting her. You like Seth Cohen? That was a nice <laughs> moment because she she catches her. She gets summer is usually unflappable, and she she catches her off guard. You know, she is shook. Summer yeah, is, shook. is shook. Well, Anna's having is Anna is delightful, and she's having a great time with Seth. You know, and like you're right. And I, man, the whole time, and you know, I'm I'm Summer's my favorite character in the show. Like. But first watch me, I'm sure, was not a big fan of her at this point. You know, she she grows on you over time. But like, I, I'm just like, man, Seth is fucking up here. Like this, this person is really great for him. But then I thought back and I was like, you know what? There's people that you, that especially like in that time of your life or whatever, that you, you could have been great with and you just weren't, you know? Yeah. So it, 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 it is an interesting thing that they're playing with, with, with Anna being the love interest, too. Um, but Anna is like uplifting to him and like supportive of him harsh at times, but not in the way that like summer is toxic to him at times, you know, at time. Well, see, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. <clears throat> J-Ho. Yeah. Summer realizes in this episode that she's been toxic, that she likes him, that she likes him. Yeah. And I think we're going to see a change. I, I hope so, because I'm wondering, like, I, it's, it's interesting to look at this show through the lens of, like, nowadays, we're a lot more sensitive to, like, bullying and people being toxic to other people, you know? So I'm wondering if they would have written this character the same way now as they would then. But I do think she changes. I'm just not, I'm still, you know, I still have the delightful haze where I only know some things that are coming, but not everything, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it is interesting. And, and at, at some point, Seth uh, Summer drags Seth off and kisses him again. 
Oh man, it was it was it was so good. It's yeah. so good. I didn't realize she that they yanks him down the back stairs of that yacht. Just lays one on him. I didn't realize they kissed this much in the in the first season. Um, yeah, interesting. Um, and uh, we have we have another party, so we're back on the party train. I, I knew I knew that you were going to clock. I, you know, I turned to Jackie and I was like, nobody has gotten thrown in a pool in any party so far, and I distinctly remember people getting thrown in pools, like fighting and falling into pools. And uh, I'm sure we'll get there. Well, that's why I was like, if if I told Jackie, I was like, if somebody falls in the pool tonight, you have to sing the pickle song. And the pickle song is this song she has made up that she sings to the dog. It involves talking about giving Odie a pickle and her the dog going nom 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 nom. <laughs> I will film it when it happens. I will film it and I will send okay. it to you. But that was that was my my bet to her. Which is not much of a bet because she gets nothing out of it. But I was like, somebody's going to fall into the pool. I thought there was going to be a pool on the yacht and people were going to fall into it. But no, no, no. But yeah, we have this. And so we have another confrontation between Seth and uh, not Seth, uh, Ryan and and Julie, where Julie has fake embraced Ryan right earlier. Yep. He's not falling for it. He sees her and Caleb making out and he doesn't tell Marissa right away, but he. Julie comes to him as like, don't tell her, you know? And, right. and Ryan tells her, he, he tells Marissa about Caleb and she is shocked. Obviously I question the timing. Ryan is kind of an asshole a couple times in this episode, but I realize that's just his character. You know, sometimes he's going to be harsh and, and, and it's his non trusting, you know? Well, what I have written down about this moment is not about Ryan's delivery nor his bedside manner. However, you make a great point. For me, it's like every episode is going to have one Marissa face. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He says, your mom is seeing Caleb Nickel, and it is just cue Marissa face. It's just her face melting. Just Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well so marissa goes in to this this raffle announcement where they're gonna they're gonna give away a, a romantic give you know romantic getaway for two and she takes the mic and is like nobody's met more for this romantic giveaway than than julie and caleb <laughs> so she vaguely tells this whole boat of people you know julie and caleb are fucking yep and <laughs> everybody's shocked and it's great because Julie looks at Ryan and Ryan just gives her this little smile. He it's a little smirk where he's like, huh, "Gotcha." And then Julie goes to Jimmy and says, "Don't you make a scene?" And he goes, "No, no, no. You're Caleb's problem now." Yeah. <laughs> he's great in that scene. He's like, "I'm done with you. I don't want anything else to do with you." Like so smug, yeah, so self satisfied. So like yeah. <laughs> and and the and raffle win goes to Sandy and Kirsten. <laughs> and, and classic, it, it, it's a recurring thing that Sandy kind of shows up late for things, and then they immediately are like, "We're going, we're leaving." And he, but sh- I wore a jacket. <laughs> he, he shows up at the, like right when the party is like somebody's just shit in the punch bowl. Basically, everybody's leaving the party, <laughs> and and Sandy shows up just in time for Kirsten to go. We're leaving. <laughs> And he's like, I wore a jacket. I'm late to one event. I miss everything. Yeah. <laughs> In theory, Julie Cooper could become your stepmother. Yeah, that's great, too. <laughs> like, I think Seth, who was it? Seth said, 
Marissa could be my aunt. <laughs> uh, so uh, there's some fun little moments in there with little quips, but yeah, it, it was an interesting episode. It definitely like the the the, the Caleb Julie t- together as the as the villains. Yeah, it, it is enjoyable the times that Caleb is on screen. You know, because he's he's so awful. At, you know, such a such a great villain. And the two of them so, playing off of each other. For me, for me, like this much time with uh, Caleb brings back the reality that I I bonded with this show before Lost. Yeah, yeah, me same here. Yeah, and when he shows up in Lost, I'm like, motherfuckers, Caleb Nickel, this motherfucker is going to be a bad dude. Yeah, and he plays the same role. It is almost as if they are in the same universe. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, I thought that was a pretty good episode. I liked it. It was, it was great. Yeah, other, it was great. Other than this, the, the, the lawsuit storyline, which I just am ready to wrap that one up, but everything sure. else was great. Uh, well, you know, it's enough drama, a lot of soap opera drama, but they don't ever go too far over the line with it. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I, I think that the show is now like in its, um, you know, it's, it's hit its gear. Yeah, you know? yeah, it is. It's fully and we're on. cruising we, down the highway now. Yeah. We, we know what all the characters are about pretty much, or at least we see the glimmer of what they're about and then it's going to keep developing. Um, that Anna storyline is going to make me anxious, you know, cause like I, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for her right now, you know, but yeah, well, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm not just because I'm, you know, I'm a summer stand. I am too. But like right now it's like, I'm not, you know, I'm letting myself go with the flow. I know I'm going to get back there, but right now I'm kind of on team Anna. Well, I'm, I'm not mad at you for, for riding the Anna wave. Take yeah. it, take it down to Tahiti. See how it feels. <laughs> just, you know what I'm she saying? She sailed to Tahiti by herself, man. I'm just saying, what did summer do? Um, well, I mean, Summer would have gotten there faster if she was flown. <laughs> Summer flew a plane there herself, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> While reading David Mamet. <laughs> I just love that everybody has a party to organize in the show all the time. <laughs> Julie organized this party on a boat. She's like, it's almost like she forgot. She's like, oh, fuck, I got to organize this party on this yacht. <laughs> and she loses the yacht she had, which how who knows how that happened. I guess I, I imagine the character she refers to as having the yacht is the guy that Jimmy stole the money from. But I didn't confirm that. <laughs> that's that's a good theory. But I bet that's what, because she says the so-and-so's yacht is out of the question now. So <laughs> I bet that's a little, little Easter egg. Uh, I had one, uh, I didn't have any trivia for this episode, but I had one corrections that I found on IMDb. Uh, so I'm going to read this as it was written. When Ryan asks Marissa if she snores, she says that she has never slept with anyone before, so she really doesn't know. Ryan and Marissa slept on the same sofa in the escape. Seth and Summer also slept in the same room. Hmm. Continuity era. (laughs) Jackie Jackie noticed it before I saw it, even on saw it on IMDb, so... Yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited. I'm just gonna see. I I've I've clearly no idea what is gonna happen in the next episode. So, 
Yeah, I'm kind of like I know major arcs. Yeah. And I know right. specific moments, but we're at a point now where like when 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 I saw Julie walking in or Caleb walking into Julie's house, I was like, buddy, you are in for a ride because <laughs> I thought that was, yeah, like you said, the end of the season or next season. Well, that's that's how I felt with the, the Ferris wheel scene last episode. You know, I thought yeah. that was later in the season. And, and it's just it's funny how your brain puts together those memories of something like this. So. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about the next episode and, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week for, to discuss episode 11. Uh, you got anything else to, to wrap it up? Give me a shot. Give me a shot. <laughs> this is where the magic happens. Um, so you can find, I only like their old stuff at our shitty website, IOLTOS.com. Uh, we're on Spotify and everywhere fine podcasts are promoted and, and shared uh, um, with RSS feeds, except for sort of not on Apple. And uh, yeah, check us out. Send us some emails. Um, to get, to get, try to get this number one fan. <laughs> come come for it. Come on. We need I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. That's right. I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Uh, all spelled out. Uh, we'll see you next week. We're out. I only like it myself. We'll see you next time.